Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Beautiful people, Ryan here today to respond to Alex's take on how the Big Ten should remain canceled this fall. I give my rant about how I think that the Big Ten should actually play football this fall. We'll get right back to that, but first a word from our friends from Bet Online. Did somebody say playoffs? The NBA, MLB, and NHL are in full swing, and our partners at Bet Online have you covered. I used Bet Online to pick the Lakers against the Blazers in Game One, but didn't realize it was still Dame time. So take full advantage of sports being back and get on the action with hundreds of odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to BetOnline.ag today and sign up to receive your welcome bonus on your first deposit. Again, that's BetOnline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Now, back to the show. Today's topic is why the Big Ten should play football this fall. Um, there's been significant traction. Uh, President Trump just talked to Big Ten Commissioner Kevin Warren about potentially replaying the Big Ten football season. I know Alex did a big rant about why the Big Ten should not come back to play football, but this is why I think that we should come back to play football. Probably the biggest reason why that the Big Ten canceled football this year is because of the media pressure and because they did not want to get sued. Um the Pac-12 came out and announced their medical data about why they canceled the football season. There hasn't been enough traction there about you know reopening the season. But the Big Ten came out with some medical reports, but not as exclusive as the Pac-12. Um, one of the things that they said was that five athletes could develop the condition called myocarditis, which is the swelling of the heart. I know we talked about this in the last podcast, but it could lead to cardiac arrest. Only five athletes come there. And, you know, if someone had myocarditis and it wasn't disclosed and they potentially passed away, it would be on the Big Ten. They'd be sued and college football in the Big Ten would be changed forever. There's also been significant data that came out the last couple weeks. Um, I know that some of this stuff has been extremely divisive. Um, I don't necessarily agree with everything that's being said all of a sudden. But the CDC came out and said that out of all the COVID deaths that have happened in the United States, 94% of them dealt with people that had prior conditions, right? So only 6% of the real COVID deaths came from just COVID. They're perfectly healthy people. Um, I don't necessarily know if you can completely trust this, but for my my opinion, it seems like this is a massive report that should be more publicized. Um, I don't necessarily know how true it is, but I think for the most part, it sounds like this is a pretty big indication of how we can move forward in this country. Um, 13,000 people age 15 from 24, right, from March to August, so basically the, you know, the, the whole length of the quarantine have died. And even though that's tragic, and 225 of them just from COVID, that's still a very tragic number, but that's only 1%. That means that kids, you know, that are going to be in the college are you dying from other things other than COVID-19, which, you know, the media would have you say, you know, COVID is probably the leading cause of death as of right now in this country. But, you know, the data does not suggest that. Um, senior citizens, so people over 65 and over count for 80% of the COVID deaths. Um, people, you know, college football teams, you know, the players are not that old and some of the coaches might be that old for them. But the overwhelming majority of play of people involved with these college football teams, it's not like that. Um, and probably the thing that annoys me the most when coming in terms of just, you know, the whole pandemic is that when it first started, right? So we had two months, the first two months I was, I was, okay, 
we don't know what this thing is, right? Everybody's got to stay home. We got to keep everybody safe, right? So we first start off, we got to start overcrowding the hospitals, right? Which I completely agree with, right? But now it's that we need an absolute vaccine. Even if we develop the vaccine and that's going to be coming out, you know, potentially in early 2021, who's going to take it, right? Old people will take it, but those young kids are not going to take it, right? We don't know what the side effects are going to be for the next five to 10 years, right? So we can't just keep doing the same cycle of we're going to do nothing and wait for a vaccine to come out and just not do anything for the rest of our lives, right? So, and then probably the one of the most damning things that came out the last couple of weeks was that the NFL has been testing their players nonstop. There was a report that 70, there were 77 positive tests, which which caused about 8 to 10 training camps to close, most namely the Jets, right, with this COVID infection. As it turned out, that these were all false positive tests, meaning that the NFL training camps had to close for absolutely no reason. There were no COVID out, outbreaks. Amid thousands of tests for, in the NFL, there has literally only been three positives, no players, just personnel people, right? So I don't necessarily know how good these tests are, how reliable these tests are, and how, if going forward, if this many of people have actually have had COVID before. You know, it's a very imperfect science. Um, I know no, not everybody will agree with everything that's going on, but I think that this has become a little bit of a, of, it's been a little bit overblown than compared to other people, right? So probably one of the biggest things that annoyed me with Alex's argument was that, you know, a lot of journalists, including Alex, have created this narrative that college athletes hate playing college sports and really think that they are getting screwed over by the system. This bothers me, right? Because if you really look at it in terms of revenue, probably only about the top 1%, so those elite prospects, so two, like if someone like Tua Tagovailoa, like a Zion Williamson, probably are getting screwed when it comes to, you know, actually have earning potential in college, right? For the most part, 99% of athletes are having some of the best times of their lives. And for the most part, I think that a lot of these kids, they love to play their sport in college, right? You don't have to play a college sport if you really don't want to. It's all up to you. It's all up to your discretion. If you don't want to play college sport, you don't have to, right? Nobody's making you, right? I know some situations may allow for some players they kind of have to, you know, maybe they've never been to college before. Maybe they're, you know, they need they need an outlet in order to get to college. But for the overwhelming majority, they like playing their sport, and that's why they chose the university to play their sport. One one argument in particular that really bothered me and was incredibly sad to hear was that earlier in the year, uh, Clemson running back Travis Etienne, who was going to be a second-round pick at least in the NFL draft this year, he was a junior, so he could have declared the NFL draft, right? He decided to stay in college. Journalists went crazy about this, being like, why didn't you declare? It's really bad for him. Why didn't he declare? He's not getting his draft sex. He's done. I have too many carries. Maybe he just fucking likes it there. Maybe he just likes playing for Clemson, right? That is not a bad – you should not be bashing, bashing a guy to going back and finishing his degree. I think that's another thing that we get caught up in is that not all of these NFL players – not all of these college players are going to be NFL players for long. They're going to have to have careers after they play in the NFL. And only 1% of them actually do play in the NFL, right? So I think there needs to be a greater emphasis – on getting their degrees right right before they leave school, right? Because football isn't everything. Um, it's all about 
getting that degree. And I think that is something that is extremely valuable, right? If you go to a school, right, and they pay, like, let's say Rutgers, right, tuition there is about $50,000 a year, right? So let's say you have that full degree, right, that's $50,000 a year, right, so that's $200,000. Then in addition to that, all these college athletes get a stipend, right? So it's that's $1,500 a month plus meal, plus meals, and that's an extra $18,000, right? I know that some players might deserve more based on, you know, all their earning potential inside the NCAA and, you know, what they bring to the university. But I don't think that that's that big, bad of a deal. And you have the opportunity to get education and a college degree, which a lot of people, right, aren't fortunate enough to have. And I know that people, you know, love or hate the NCAA. There are things wrong with it. Um, I think that one of the issues that I have found is that when I was playing lacrosse, there was this there was this rule that I wasn't able to get use my likeness, you know, to promote myself to in order to get private lessons, right? So in that way, I wasn't able to differentiate myself, and I wasn't able to you know earn a little bit more money, right? Because Joe Schmo, right, he didn't he could probably didn't have the the you know the reputation that I did, but he was able, to, but he could have you know made as much money as me, right, doing those private lessons. So I think there are issues with the NCAA, but it's it's very few far in between. The NCAA is in a lose-lose situation right now. If they decide to cancel, right, you have everybody coming out being like, oh, my God, the season's canceled. Why Why do they do this, right? They're taking away, you know, they're using, you know, these, right, they're exploiting these kids. But if they let them play, you have journalists coming out saying like, oh, my God, you're endangering the kids. You're endangering the kids. You know what we should fucking do? We should just ask the players straight up if you want to play football. If you want to play football this year, you can. If you want to opt out, you're still going to maintain your scholarship, right? But we can't just say that some of these players do not want to play. Justin Fields, right, came out with the We Want to Play initiative. That guy's going to be a first-round draft pick, right? He could potentially, right, get hurt and not be a first-round draft pick anymore. But he loves his school, and he loves playing college football, right? So he really is one of those people that wants to play, right? Trevor Lawrence did the same thing. Trevor Lawrence is going to be the number one pick in the NFL draft, right, if everything goes right. If he gets hurt, right, even though that, you know, some journalists would be like, oh, my God, he shouldn't have played, he shouldn't have played. He loves Clemson. He wants to play. He wants to represent that school. He wants to represent the university, and that he takes pride in that. I think this all also ties into this thing where – Sports provide this structure that allow players to succeed. I know that if I didn't play a college sport, I would have not have graduated graduated school. I would have been, you know, just drinking and doing whatever I wanted and not focusing on school. These athletes, and especially someone like me, have this structure in place where they have to focus on school. If they can't focus on school, they will not be able to play the sport that they love, right? If all these players don't have that opportunity to play football and are just doing school. Are they really going to focus that hard on school? I could honestly say, see that a bunch of these athletes will get less done in this, in the classroom due to the fact that there's almost no incentive because they're not going to be able to play the sport that they love. I think keeping them in the locker room, forcing them to do their academics because if they have you know, if they go below the academic requirements and the academic GPA threshold, then they aren't able to play. They're ineligible. So playing a sport allows for better academics and people being able to get better degrees, better grades and everything and become better 
people in society because, you know, people need that structure in their life. I know another point that Trevor Lawrence made was that in a structure of a football team, players are going to have to be more careful. Of course, you know, these are college kids and, you know, you can't, they're going to be part and they're going to do stuff stupid. But if they really want to play and have a season, they're going to be told that they need to stay inside and that they need to not be in bigger groups so that they can be, they can be able to play their season. I think that's another great point. And I think that without that structure, kids are almost in danger because they're not going to be tested. They could be hanging out with their old friends doing the same dumb stuff because there is no incentive to do that because their football season is already canceled. Right. I think that that is another huge issue that people need to realize. And I think that's another reason why the Big Ten should return to play. And probably one of the biggest points that I'm going to make, and this you know goes back to playing lacrosse and everything, is that if the Big Ten moves the season to the spring, their top players are not going to want to play. Right. So Justin Fields is not going to play in the spring. There's no point. So. I know that you're gaining revenue, but the TV ratings are going to go down because those top players that are eligible for the NFL draft are not going to play. So it's going to be basically dumbed down spring football. It's not going to be as good. And for another point is that if all those full sports are moved to the spring, spring sports might get moved too. I don't know if they're going to have a season, right? At Rutgers, there's a new building being built called the Rodkin Center, which is going to hold men's and women's lacrosse, men's and women's soccer, among other programs. But right now, those programs are in the same locker room, same building that the football program is in, right? I do not know how, if obviously COVID is going to be around next, next, next season, but why would it be smart to have all these athletes in the same building to potentially get infected with COVID-19? I think if that happens, I think really realistically, only football might come back to play because they're that revenue sport. I think men's and women's lacrosse would be done. I think men's and women's soccer would be done because of that risk to potentially infect the whole team with COVID-19 or becomes an outbreak. If there's if there's a time to social distance, it'd be really counterintuitive to have all those play, all those teams back inside the Hale Center. It just really is a very tough argument. I think that that's why they have to come back and play in the fall. Then I know that we mentioned this. Another thing is like, what happens if they play a full spring season? Are we really going to expect all of them to play a full fall season again? That's not really fair to student athletes. Like these are people too. And so it's a really, really tough argument. And look, I understand that this is a really tough decision. I understand why the Big Ten canceled the season. It is an unprecedented time. But I think that with all these things that I mentioned, I think that it's just too good of an opportunity, too much of an opportunity not to play college football this season. Even if it's a shortened season, get it get it in, do everything good. And I think that's honestly probably the best decision that Big Ten can make. And I know, I'm going to say it again. Shockingly, college athletes like to play their sport in college. If they didn't like playing it, they could quit, right? I think it's as simple as that. Ask the kids if they want to play. If they don't want to play, they can have their scholarship Right. And they can opt out this season. Right. They're still going to maintain their scholarship. But the kids want to play. We should let them play. That's all I got for today. Uh, Me and Alex will be back on Friday to wrap it up and, you know, try to see if we have some middle ground right there. Right. You stay classy, Piscataway.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.